Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Man, I am excited for the word today because I want you to understand that your miracle the things you've been praying over, things you've been praying in, I want to show you that God is ready to pour out his spirit on you. And it's, he's waiting for us to step in. So let's set some groundwork today in chapter, uh, John chapter 1. I'm sorry, John chapter 2. John chapter 1 is good too. But let's go to chapter 2 today. We're going to look at Jesus' first miracle. Jesus' first miracle today It's in John chapter two, verse one. Are you ready? You there? All right, it says, on the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus, Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, uh uh-oh, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, Why do you involve me? Jesus replied. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'd be slapped if I talked to my mom like that. So Jesus, come on now. He says, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. Now, just a side note. This has nothing to do with the message today, but just a side note. Sometimes we read that. We're like, why was Jesus so on it in that moment? What we have to understand is Jesus was not aligned with the world's Uh, schedule. He was aligned with the Father's schedule. He was always in time with God the Father. And so in this moment, he was reacting to being obedient to the one who was above him, the one who was above all authority. And and his mother said to the servants in verse 5, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding about 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Canaan Galilee. He thus revealed his glory. Everybody say revealed. He revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. Today, I've entitled Miracle in Motion. Can you help me out? Say Miracle in Motion. Say it again. Say Miracle in Motion. Now, here's the quandary we find ourselves in when we say that statement. I don't know if you were raised in church and you were taught a certain way that miracle in motion means the miracle is in motion and we are waiting. Were you taught that? This is the quandary we find ourselves in. 
when we hear Jesus' teaching verse, what maybe we've been taught or grown up believing, or maybe even through cultural filters, you know, we take the word of God through. It's like the purified water, you know, it, it takes out all the stuff and, and brings it into what we hear. And maybe you've grown up hearing miracle in motion. I'm waiting on a miracle. How many have ever uh, pray like that? You pray for the miracle to come in motion. But today, I want to I wanna flip the meaning to what Jesus preached and taught his disciples is that the miracle is in motion. The miracle, here's another way to say it, the miracle is in your motion. The miracle is in the movement. The miracle is in the response. And today I want to just reveal what Jesus calls us to do as the change makers. Now this series is all about being the change maker, stepping into the calling that God has on your life. God has called all of us to not just make it through life and get to heaven and say, I made it, but literally to run this race as to win, to get into heaven, to skirt into heaven and say, God, woo, just made it. Doing everything possible to bring change to our world. But we're the change makers. Miracle in motion. See, some of us, we're waiting on the miracle. And, and we pray those prayers. Lord, send the miracle. And, and not, not, to, not to neglect that the miracle comes from his hand. All right? So to set the stage, it just the miracle comes from the Father's hand. We have to know where our power comes from. You know, we, we know this as a church that we are nothing without him. Amen? How many know? You're not a good parent without him, right? You're not a good spouse without him. You're not a good student without him. You're not a good coworker or an employee or an employer or a business entrepreneur. You're nothing without him. It's Christ in us. But when Christ gets in us, it's for a reason. How many know the anointing always has an agenda? You must know that. If God has appointed you and anointed you, it's for an agenda on your life. It is not just to, to be one of the Christians and to blend in. In fact, the Bible says a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Don't light a lamp and then place it under a bowl. How pointless would that be? In other words, when Christ gets in you, he doesn't want to hide you. You are the miracle in motion. How many are ready to be the miracle in motion in your world? Come on, the miracle in motion in your family. You're going to be the miracle in motion in your co-working space. That when you walk in, you are literally the miracle walking. I want to point out in verse 7, because we find this this moment where Jesus is caught, it sounds like a little caught off. And he's like, it's not my time yet. But then with a mother's gentle nudge and push, do whatever he says to you. He steps into this moment where he unlocks for us the keys of heaven, the keys of the kingdom. And these are the same keys that he says he gives to us as his disciples. But we find Jesus, he's at the wedding. The wine runs out, oh no. You know, what are you going to do now? The party's almost over. 
And, and we find ourselves in a place where there is a need to be met. And this is where we all find ourselves in life. We all have places and people and positions that we get ourselves into or people that we meet or things that happen in our family where we have a need that must be met. Now you can do many things with this. You can turn to the natural resources. You can turn to, you know, this world's medications or this world's therapy or this world's things. And and all those are very good. Praise God for doctors and physicians and scientists who are figuring out the cures for diseases and the cures for sicknesses. Praise God. But if there's a need to be met, we, we have to understand there's a power to be held. If there's a need to be met, there is a power to be held. The change makers are the ones that hold the power and are the miracle in motion. But the miracle doesn't happen unless the motion takes place. I want to look at verse 7. Because verse 7 of this chapter says, Jesus said to the servants, he looked at his servants, and he says to them, fill the jars with water. I want to ask you the question, what is Jesus asking of you right now? What has he asked you to do? Now, these guys, they were just working the wedding, you know? They're just doing their thing, waiting on people and making sure everybody was good. You know, maybe they're the ushers that put, brought people to their chairs. I don't know. Maybe they're helping sign the guest book, you know? And back then, you know, it was probably a chisel, you know? It was hard work. But they're just doing their thing. And all of a sudden, they have an encounter with the one who holds the power, and wants to reveal it through their motion. There's nothing special about us besides the one who gives us power. And that's why when Jesus came, he changed everything by baptizing us not only in water, but the Holy Spirit and fire. Because that all of a sudden set us apart to hold the power. Everybody say, I got the power. Oh, you got to believe it. Say, I got the power. Yeah, you got the power. He says to them, Fill those jars with water. Now, when when the command comes out of Jesus' mouth, when the command comes out to you in your life, and when I hear his voice, and I hear, okay, either you have to go, or I need you to pray for somebody, or I need you to step out and bless that person with, with generosity, or I need you to step in faith and believe on the word, even though you've been faced with a diagnosis or something that is against what the word of God says. Because we all come against that, right? When the wine runs out, it's like, wait, what? When we get sick, it's like, wait, what? This, this isn't a part of what, what God has called. When we come up against a, a situation in our family, and it does not make sense. It's a need that must be met. There's a choice to be had there. We must Tune in and listen in and obey his word. I love the response of the servants. (laughs) Because he says, fill the jars with water. Now, the the servants could have said, okay, awkward. We need wine. He's telling us to go fill it with water. How many have ever gotten a commandment from the Lord that does not make sense? You're like, I'm believing for a miracle and he's calling you to bless somebody. You're like, God, I'm believing for a miracle in my finances. Lord, bless me. I need help. I don't have enough to meet. And he calls you to give money away. Have you ever been there? 
I remember that. When we stepped out in Philly and on our, on our paycheck was done, you know the story. If you haven't heard the story, we, we came out and there's no paycheck. So we we're just like believing God as we planted this church. We had started business, but it wasn't revenueing. It wasn't bringing in any money yet. And so we're just believing for God. And in that moment, God spoke to our hearts and said, I want you to be generous. I want you to give. I want you to give like you got a paycheck. We're like, fill the jars with water? What? Wouldn't it make more sense for Jesus to say, hey, servants, go buy wine? Hello. And sometimes his command does not make sense. But that's where you trust where the power comes from. Man, because if it came from us, we'd figure this whole thing out. We'd figure out how to make everything work and everything happen. But guess what? We're still working on the cure for cancer. We're still working on the cure for COVID. We're still working on things. Why? Because we can't figure it out on our own. We can't. We have to understand where the power comes from. And whose voice is final? And when Jesus gives a command to you, and I don't know what he's called you to do. I don't know what he's asked of you. Maybe you're in the middle of hearing his voice, or maybe you are yet to hear him. Maybe he's not yet talked to you. Maybe he's going to. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's this week. You're going to hear the gentle nudge that God's going to call you to do something outrageous. Fill the jars with water. Now, you got to understand, these jars where there's six jars and they're made for ceremonial washing. They're huge stone jars, huge, 20 to 30 gallons each jar. So these were big boys, okay? And they filled them to the brim. Now, I brought with me some packs of water. I bought out Acme and I got some awkward stairs as I was paying out for all this water. But this is, this is only actually a little bit compared to what they actually filled the jars with. This is around... Ah, I would say, yeah, probably need about double this to be what they had. But they filled it to the brim. And I don't know what God has called you to do, but can I encourage you to obey him to the fullest? I think about the story even when uh, the king shot the bow, right? Shot it over and he was trying to defeat the Amorites, and the prophet spoke to him and he said, hit the ground. And he hit the ground three times. And it was kind of a, nah, nah, nah. He said, oh, you should have hit the ground more with more fervency because now you won't truly defeat them. And I think about that all the time and how I obey Christ. And when he calls me to do something, to not give half-heartedly, to, to just beat the ground three times, is, is that good? To fill the jars with a little bit of water, is that good? But that we fully to the brim, understanding that he is trustworthy worthy. I don't know what he's called you to do, but can I tell you that he's trustworthy? He's trustworthy. And when he calls you to do something, I believe that the breakthrough is actually in your response. Come on, somebody. You've been waiting on a miracle and God's calling you as the change maker to step out and move, to step out and move, to, to, you know, to read, hey, yes, there's a miracle in motion, but I am the miracle in motion. See, a miracle is something that can only happen by supernatural provision, by supernatural intervention. It is out of our control. And so what you have to understand is we are, when we, here's the deal, when you come into Christ, Jesus is in you, 
You have Holy Spirit that gives you power, right? You remember? You got the power. You got the power. But it's a partnership with Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit's job is to lead and guide, to say, hey, fill those jars with water. Hey, they need wine? Fill this with water. Hey, you need a blessing? Sow a seed. Hey, you need a healing? Pray for that person to be healed. Hey, stand on that word. Don't doubt. You didn't see it right at first? Keep believing. Keep standing on that word. Don't give up. Be a change maker. Be the miracle in motion. Stand on the word and don't move. Don't move. I remember as a child, I loved action figures. Any other action figure lovers in the building? Do you remember when G.I. Joes were a thing? G.I. Joes, and then they had the big G.I. Joes. And I hated it when people called them Barbie dolls, you know? Because they're just as big as Barbie dolls, they kind of look like, but they were muscular and they had like tattoos and stuff. So they, were, they weren't Barbie dolls, okay? <laughs> they were way cooler. But I loved action figures. And I just, I got lost in that world. Dick Tracy action figures, Mighty Ducks action figures. Any Mighty Ducks fans in the building? All right, no, just me. I used to love Mighty Ducks. I loved, uh, I loved a tailspin. Man, just as a child, I just, I would get lost. But my action figures couldn't do anything on their own. I mean, they had to be held by me and I would invest my life into them. They would become alive. And I would just get lost for hours and hours and hours. And then I remember when the movie came out, Toy Story. And I was like, could it be? Are they alive? For real? And I remember as a kid, I would step out of the room and I would peek in. Did they move? Oh, I think I saw it. No, 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 that wasn't. Okay. They, they, they can still feel my presence. And so I'd get further away. I'd look. I would look for the life to come into them. Because Toy Story was so real. I mean, Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. It was just mind-blowing. And I was like, this is so cool. But the reality is, these toys have no agenda, no life in them without me in control. And did you know that us as Christians, if we get this mentality, that we don't move unless he says go. We don't speak unless he says speak. We don't do things unless he calls it out of us. Everything we do, he gives life to. Why? Because he speaks power. He speaks life. He speaks miracles. And it's in his speaking. And when we catch it, that it all of a sudden aligns into a miracle in motion. It's a miracle in motion. But it's when we partner with Holy Spirit. It's when we say, Holy Spirit, where are you going? What are you doing? Fill the jars with water. What? What? Pray for that person on the street. Wait, 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 God. I didn't sign up to be out of my comfort zone. But sometimes God calls us to do something that does not make sense. And I want to speak life into his calling right now. Because what would happen if you realized that in that response, in your step, a miracle takes place. Because a miracle is on the other side of obedience 
to his spoken word. Danielle did such a good job at portraying what it means to follow the voice of God, to really look at our lives and say, how am I moving to your speaking? It's almost like a dance that we take with the Father. We say, Holy Spirit, where are you going? Oh, you want to go here? Okay, let's go here. You lead. You lead. It's in that that we understand what he's calling us to. And verse number eight says, then he told them, after they had filled the jars to the brim, to the brim, then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Now, this had to feel so awkward because now the master of the banquet who has asked for more wine, you're taking him a bottle of water. That doesn't make sense. And this is the faith gap that a lot of us find ourselves in. Man, me and Ashley have found ourselves in this place so many times. When we know what God wants to do, we know what he's called us to, but we're standing with a bottle of water and we're taking a step of faith. He said, draw it out and take it to the master. Now, I don't know, and the Bible doesn't clarify when the water turned to wine. It doesn't say it happened as they drew it. It doesn't say it happened as they were walking or even when they got there. But I can only imagine the obedience it took to draw that water out and say, I don't know what that person's going to think. <sighs> what if this thing stays water? Have you ever had those thoughts? Yo, what if I reach out to this person and literally nothing happens? <sighs> God, what if I sow that seed and I'm generous and you don't pour out blessings on my life? What if I step out in faith right? Some of you quit my job and start a business. Oh, what a leap of faith. What a leap of faith. What if I do that and you don't show up? Then I'm going to be standing here with a bottle of water. People are going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. Can I just tell you that Jesus loves to bless obedience. He pours out his power on the obedient on those that are fully surrendered, on those that give themselves to Christ and say, anything you call me to, I'll do. Like Paul said, even to prison, even to death, I'll go for you. Why? Because you are king. You are Lord. We have a heart here at this church. And our calling is to make sure that people know their purpose People come alive that the dead things that walk in this building or wherever we meet, because we're praying right now for a new space, and I encourage you to pray with us. Pray for a place. We're praying for a place, man, I'm telling you. We have big dreams for our children's ministry, big dreams for serving our city, big dreams of being a resource. But wherever we are, that when dead things walk through the door, they come alive in Jesus' name. They come alive to the purposes of Christ on them. And there are too many people out there that don't know who they are, that don't have an identity, 
don't have a purpose, don't have a calling. Their only calling is to wake up and go to their work and come home and sleep and work for retirement and retire someday and have a little bit. That's not what God called us to. It's okay to do, it's okay to prepare, but that is not the fulfillment of Christ in you. The fulfillment of Christ in you is kingdom come. Kingdom come down to earth through your life, through us as the change makers. And we're doing that. We're building a church together. And I wonder, what is God calling you to do, to step in to the calling that God has on this church? What's God calling you to do? To maybe take a leap of faith. And maybe you are involved, but maybe God's calling you more. Maybe God's calling you to give up more, to do more, to put more time in. And maybe it's sleepless nights. Maybe it's early mornings. I don't know. You'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to fill the jars with water to the brim. Because when you do that, and when you say, yes, Lord, he says, take it to the master. You say, I don't know why. This is so weird. This is so out of my comfort zone. But it's in the motion that the miracle takes place. I love Smith Wigglesworth. He says, if you seek nothing but the will of God, he will always put you in the right place at the right time. Come on, change maker. That's what God wants to do in you. But it's in the seeking of his voice. It's in the seeking after his will to say, God, I want to be led by you. Show me, even if it's just taking this water to the master, then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. How many are ready to be used of God? Man, there is somebody waiting for you to show up with that new wine. That new wine. Holy Spirit asked me this the other day, and I want to ask you the same question. It was a question that rocked me. And I encourage you to write it down. He said, when was the last time you stepped out into the space where if God did not move on your behalf, you would look a little foolish. When was the last time you stepped out into a space where if God did not show up, you would look like a fool? That's faith. That's faith. Stepping out into the ground, that's water. Taking the bottle of water, believing he will make it different. He will change it. That's being a change maker. We're called as a church, as a family, to not only set people free from the darkness that they encounter right now, but to show them the light, to let them come alive to the purpose and power of God. But a big calling on this church is to unite the churches in Philadelphia. The biggest tactic of the enemy, what? Do you, do you know what it is? Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Look around at what he's done with this pandemic. He's divided and he's conquering. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to and, and, and they're struggling to get back in, to get back into life, to get back into community, to get back into the space where they can grow. It's a, it's a struggle. But we are here as a church to bring unity, bring unity in the church, unity in this church, every culture, 
every background to come together, to unify, to become one in Christ. That's a big calling. But I want to blaze a trail. And I believe that this church, where we are right now, in this moment, I know, we're relaunching, y'all. This is change (laughs) 2.0. You're sitting in the middle of it. And some of you, you launched with us the first time. Some of you, you're just jumping in now. But to look and say, how can we blaze a trail for the unchurched, the de-churched, those that have been hurt and wounded by the church? How can we create a space where they are healed and whole? And God's calling you to become a change maker. Not just a part of the change church. Not just wear the swag and like the stuff on Instagram. But to step in and say, how can I, with my life, carry the word of the Father and become the miracle in motion? So what's your part? What's your part? What has God called you to do? The better question is, what are you settling for? That God wants to level up. Where have you just maintained? I had a heart check just a little bit ago. Just, God, break me. Don't let me get complacent or apathetic. Please, now that we just, we're here and we're launched, don't let us get stagnant. Don't let us get apathetic as a church, but break us for the things that your heart breaks for. Break me. And I'd ask, where's the next Billy Graham? Where's the next John G. Lake? Where's the next Reinhard Bunky? Where are they? Where's the next ter- tor- uh, Corey Tim Boom? Because, hello, women got a word to say too. You were called and anointed. This church is full of amazing women of God. But the difference is when we step out and make that and seek his heart and make it our agenda and say, Lord, without your word, we will not move. If it's, if it's not you speaking, we don't want to follow. But when you speak, we step. When you say go, we jump. When you say fill the jars with water, we'll fill them to the brim. When you say take it, we'll take the whole case. We believe what you said. We stand on your word. We're here as a church for a reason. We're not here just to come together and sing some good songs and be entertained by the word. We're here to encounter Christ, bring his glory to manifest here, to invade this earth with the kingdom of God, that everywhere we go, we are the miracle in motion. Come on, somebody. Come on. This is what we're called to change. This is what we're called to. So I feel so passionate about this. I feel like we're defining our church. I feel like we're defining those who sit in this church. And if you don't feel it yet, pray for it. I dare you. If you don't feel it, take that step. And here's the deal. If you don't feel passionate for God, take that step anyways. If you don't feel like he's going to show up, take the step anyways. Because it's in the response. It's in the obedience that Christ comes. See, Holy Spirit is hovering. The only reason he was hovering over the deep It's because he was looking for someone, someone to fill, someone to fill. Hallelujah. Reinhard Bunke says, faith is a leap into the light, not a step into the darkness. Faith is a leap 
into the light. And I'm calling you, change maker, this week. Leap into the light. Man, jump. Don't just step, jump. And maybe some of you are you're tired and weird. That's okay. That's okay. Just get out of bed. Get before him. Say, Lord, I don't feel it, but I want to. God, I want to I have faith in your word. And right now, I'm struggling. I see it as water. But God, help me to see what you are doing. Help me to see your hand at work. Help me to see this sickness as something that is under your control. Help me to see this thing in my marriage as something that you can handle. I feel that word so deeply right now. It's for you. It's for you. God is calling you to something greater. Romans chapter 8, I close with this. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Is this word helping you today? Verse 14 says, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Sons and daughters. Those who are led. (laughs) Those who listen. Those who say, what, what, what do you want from me, Christ? What do you want from me, Holy Spirit? And they move on it. Then we got to jump down to Romans 8, verse 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory. Everybody say glory. Woo, that's what Christ wants to reveal through you, his glory. You say, how is anybody going to believe my word or, or say yes to Jesus? It's because of the glory that's going to be revealed in your life. If God's glory is not revealed in you, then this whole thing is bunk. This whole thing is, it doesn't even make sense why we're doing it. But when God's power gets involved, he changes things. And so it's not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into glorious freedom of the children of God. Basically, here's what happened. God frustrated the world. Why? To bring hope to it. Because without frustration, people would never know they need a savior. They would never know they need him. Frustration is in the world, but it's an eager expectation and waiting the children of God to be revealed. Change maker, can I tell you, your world is waiting for you to be revealed. Your workplace is waiting for you to be revealed. The people that you meet and encounter every day are waiting for you to be revealed. And it's not just you and your name. It's the glory that's on you. It's the glory that's in you. What Christ wants to reveal through your life. And I pray this for me. I pray this for my family. I pray this over this church and you and your family. I pray this, that God would reveal his glory on a capacity that is way beyond what we could do in the natural. But it is supernatural that when people taste it. Come on, somebody. When people taste it. What? You saved the best wine for now? This is the greatest thing I've... What? You saved that miracle for now? Why? It's the revealing of the glory. It's the best. It's the best option. It's the best healing. 
Well, some of you are going to receive that today. You're going to be the miracle in motion as we step out in faith, as we step into what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Power follows the risk of faith. How many are ready to step out in faith? How many are ready to become the miracle in motion? That's you. Would you just stand to your feet as we end today? I want to pray for all of us who are the change makers that have been called to something. And maybe God has called you to fill the jars with water. Maybe you're there and you're like, God, okay. I mean, that's a lot of water. That's a lot of stuff to fill. But Lord, I'm going to do it. And maybe that's you today. You need to fully surrender and come in and say, yes, Lord. Yes to your calling. Yes to your purposes. Yes to your ways. Maybe some of you, you just need the fire of God. You need to be filled with the hunger for more. And maybe you're, you're not even listening in. You're not even tuning in. You're just coasting through life. And God wants to level you up today. He wants to break you for something. He wants to have you weeping over something that has broken his heart. That when you look at this world, when you look at your life, when you look at what's around you, you are broken. You're broken. I was just talking to another young lady this week whose friend committed suicide. And yet again, someone gave up on the purpose that God had inside of them. Someone gave up because there was no hope. Can I tell you, we are the change makers, and it's time that we become someone's miracle in motion, that we become the obedient ones that are stepping in to become what God has called us to be. I want to pray over you today. Pray that God's power fills your life. And maybe some of you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today you can do that. You can do that. It's simply turning to him, proclaiming him as Lord. If you're at home, you're on live stream today, you've never accepted Jesus as Lord, you can do that today by accepting him as Lord. Accepting him as Lord. And when we step into him as becoming Lord of our life, then we surrender to his calling. We surrender to his voice. If you want to do that today, would you just simply lift up both hands? And this is an act of surrender. Just saying, Lord, I don't know what you're going to call me to do. Or Lord, this calling is too big for me. Or Lord, I want to be used. I just don't know where. But today, I fully surrender to say yes. Wouldn't it be even crazier if today you even said yes before you knew what he was calling you to do? Man, we stepped out in faith. We've launched this church. We're taking ground for the kingdom of God. But I'm praying every day, God, whatever you call me to, if tomorrow you call me something else, tomorrow you call me something greater, yes in advance. Yes in advance. Why? I trust you. I trust you. And you're here today. You say, I want to do that. I want to step in. We just lift up both hands and say, God, I trust you. And I say yes to what you're calling me to. I say yes to what you're drawing me into. God, I know that you're calling me. You're calling me. 
to reveal the glory of heaven. You're calling me to reveal heaven everywhere I go to reveal the glory. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.